0: Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches. And of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're glad that you're taking time to listen to this week's message. We hope this teaching helps you love God and love people better every single day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now, enjoy today's teaching.
1: Today we're going we're gonna to wrap up our series on a simple gospel. And as we wrap up that series, uh, we're, we're going to come down to what I think is the heart of the matter. In fact, I've got to tell you, I, I've talked to you about the book we've got, the E-word book that we've got here, um, that, we've been, um, that we've been pointing out to you and showing to you, and uh, the work that we did to put together how does one in this modern age actually evangelize people. And in the end, what I think we've come down to is it hasn't changed evangelism, or leading someone to Christ is all about relationship. Just like my, 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 my relationship with God, my being saved is a relationship with Jesus, the only way I'm going to get other people to come to Jesus and to know Jesus is by bringing them into relationship with Jesus as well. And, and frankly, what that's going to require is that I, I am in good, deep, solid relationship with other people, and that they can see me in good, deep, solid relationship with God. Which brings us to our scripture for today. It's in Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, I'm going to start reading verse 30 with verse 28. Mark chapter 12, verse 28, it says like this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. Now, Jesus is quoting here from Deuteronomy. It is is the, it is the ancient Shema of the Hebrew people, where they are where they are they are declaring that they serve one God. You see. The gods of the ancient world are are generally uh, are generally polytheistic religions. In other words, there are many many gods in the ancient world. And and listen, he, he Hebrew uh, Judaism comes from the ancient world, and so, so the gods of the ancient world, the religions of the ancient world were generally polytheistic. They believed in many gods. If there was thunder, there must be a god of thunder. If there was lightning, there must be a god of lightning. If there's if there are floods, there must be a god of the waters. If there's if there's a storm, there must be a god of weather. There must be a god of the sun. There must be a God of the moon. All of these things where anything they couldn't explain was explained by being made into a deity and they would worship that deity. Many, 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 many gods. and But but the Jewish people were different. They served one God who was in control of all of those natural elements. One God who, who created those and managed those and, and gave balance to the world around us. They served one God. In fact, even today, of all the major religions on the planet, only three are monotheistic. There's, there's Judaism. And by the way, the other two come out of Judaism. There's Judaism. There's Christianity that comes directly out of Judaism. And then there's Islam that was influenced by both Judaism and Christianity in its, in its formation. So out of this one Shema from, from Deuteronomy, you get basically the, the understanding of three religions, which is the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. He then continues on, and he says, the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Mm-hmm. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You, you, you are right in saying that God is one, and there is no other but him. To love, and to, to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Two things we learned from this. Two things that I think are central to our capacity to reach this, our modern world with the good news of Jesus with a simple gospel. I think there are two things that have to happen. And by the way, we talk about them all the time. I think that we've got to, number one, love God completely. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. You know, when you run into somebody whose entire life is focused in on loving God, who you know loves God with everything, every part of their being, when you run into somebody that you know is centered on and focused on loving God and serving Him at every turn with every part of who they are, you know you've met a special person. You know at that point. In fact, can I be honest? Often you know this without even realizing what's going on or what they've done. You know someone has spent time in prayer without even knowing what their prayer patterns are. You're able to just know these things because when you spend time like this in the presence of God, people sense that. People people just know that. God, look look. Let me let me just. I'm I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna keep it real now. All right. When when somebody when you when I go when I go and I I I buy a car. Often I'll buy a used car. Right. So when I go and buy buy a car and I get in that car, I immediately know if the person who owned that car before was a smoker i immediately know i don't know the person i don't know where the car has been i don't know i don't know i don't know what they smoke what brand they smoke i don't know I, but i immediately know that that person that that car was owned by a smoker or if i'm in a rental car i immediately know if the last person in the car smoked i immediately know that they didn't even have to smoke in the car if they just got in the car after smoking the smell gets in there and it stays you say, well, but 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 what do you what do you, what do you mean? I mean, what I mean is, their actions, their very being, it 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 begins to infiltrate the interior of the car, and it becomes something that you 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 can't not notice, and it becomes something that is extremely difficult, if not impossible, to get out. Now that's a negative example, but let's turn this to a positive thought. If I spend time with Jesus like that and I'm committed to him like that, if I am loving the Lord my God with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength, if I'm loving the Lord my God that way, then the very presence of God begins to infiltrate and begins to permeate every part of who I am. And people get around me, and they just sense that presence of God. They just know. Look, I, I've been around some people that are they're so spiritual, that I can't get close to them without without being convicted, without being convicted by you know I, what somebody says when I get up next to this guy and I feel like I feel like nine hundred pounds of sin on a popsicle stick. I mean you know, you know it, it, seriously, there's some people that can just they're not even trying, they're not even doing anything, they're not preaching to you, they're not, they're not they're not they're not they're not saying anything, they're just being. But the presence of God is so powerful in their presence that you just sense it and you just know. You just, can I tell you, that's who we need to be. We need to be a people so soaked, so filled, so encompassed by, so completely covered in the presence of God that people just get around us and they just, they, they maybe they can't even explain it. They just say, there's something about her. There's something about him. I don't even know what it is, but dude, wow. My, my, I I always tell the story of my grandpa Freeman. My grandpa Freeman was one of these people and, uh, he would pray and it was, it was just stunning. I mean, he was, I, 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 if I've told this story before, forgive me, I'm getting old. I tell stories over and over again, but, but I, I took some friends from college to his house and we're sitting there, and after a little while, he he, you know, we were about to leave, well, well, now, well now well now, Michael, let me pray for you and your friends before you go. And it's like okay, Grandpa. And they all, you know, we all held hands and they bowed their heads and he started to pray. And when grandpa would pray, like the spirit of God would descend on the room. I mean, it was just and you, I mean, you 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 left, if grandpa prayed over you, you left that room just rung out because you knew you'd been in the presence of God and grandpa wasn't even trying. He was just praying. It was just, he was just being. We, we, you know, hugged grandma and grandpa and walked out. We, I didn't even get out of the carport. They had grandpa just closed the door behind us. We weren't even out of the carport carport before my my friend spun around and just stopped me and went, does that happen all the time? And I went every time he prays that happens and 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 it, it just it, it was stunning but that's what he was like man i think if the world could see a whole lot more of that they'd take our they'd take our gospel and they'd take our christianity and they'd take our jesus a whole lot more serious if we would just learn to love god more completely you say well, what does that look like well it looks like we got to ask god constantly And I mean this constantly. I don't mean a one-time ask and it's over. It's constant. We've got to constantly be asking God to fill our hearts because we need to love Him completely. Now, if we have God completely fill our hearts, something else is going to happen. If we love God completely and we've asked Him to fill our hearts, then what's going to happen when we look at other people is we're going to begin to see other people through God's eyes. Let me let me tell you one of the weaknesses. Perhaps I, I put it as a weakness. Maybe it's a strength. But I I, I had an argument. I was I was in an argument with uh, the the youth pastor at my mom's church, and my mom and my sister and Tina's sister, Tina's mom and dad, uh, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. The whole family went to one church back back in North Carolina. And so I was having an argument with the youth pastor at their church and and it was it was not great. It was not a great moment. And um and so I'm talking to mom about my conflict with this young man and we have worked it out since, but at the moment it was it was it was rough. And and I I asked mom, I said, "Does grandpa know about it?" And mom's response was, "Oh no, Michael. No." I said, "Well, why?" She said, I don't think Grandpa could process the idea that two pastors who are working to follow God wouldn't be able to work together at that. you know what that did to me? I'm in a conflict with another pastor, and Grandpa's right. That shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be like that. We should be able to work together no matter how we feel about each other because we're serving... God. We should be so filled with God's presence that it's awfully hard to actually have an argument between us. Now, let me pause, time out. There are very few people as spiritual as grandpa and all of us have conflicts from time to time. So did I feel guilty? Yes. Should I have felt guilty? Yes. Did I go back and fix that as soon as I could? Yes. All of that was true. But in the end, what I learned was this. When you love God completely, you ask him to fill you on a regular basis. Because you see people through His eyes, you will love people naturally. You won't have to fake it. And let's let's be very honest. There are some of us out out here in this world that loving people is not our strength. Uh, we're 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 not we're not exactly lovers of people. We we kind of like being by ourselves. In fact, can I can I just be honest? A lot of guys, when guys get older, we we tend to like you know, man caves and going off by ourselves somewhere and being alone, but that's not what God called us to. God called us to community. But when you love God completely, when you ask him to fill your heart constantly, then he begins to teach you. You start to see with his eyes. And when you see with his eyes and you, and you hear with his ears and you, and you sense with his heart, you begin to love people naturally. It just happens. So what are we doing? Well, in that moment, we're asking God to change our heart. Because look, if we can love God completely to the point that it allows us to love people naturally, then quite frankly, the world is going to be attracted to that. They're going to want to see what is this all about. When we say, when we say as a church, we want to help you love God and love people better every day, those things have to happen in that order. Loving God is what gives us the right vision, the right direction, the right understanding. You say, we say, well, I'm going to love people without loving God. Well, then you're not going to love people well. I'm going to be real honest. If you, if you, when you follow Jesus, Jesus will cause you to love people in a way that makes them better. I, I didn't say makes them feel better. I said, makes them better. When we just love people without Jesus, We just want to make them feel better, which means we may actually leave them in what's hurting them and cause them to stay there. We may actually cause damage by just trying to love them when we don't have Jesus showing us what's actually hurting them. You know, you remember last week's story where Jesus looks into this young man's life and realizes that what's going on with him is he has a selfish faith. He won't let go of his wealth. And Jesus says, if you let go of the wealth, you can find what you're looking for. And Jesus is trying to get him there. Not Jesus is not trying to hurt him. Jesus is not trying to impoverish him. Jesus is trying to get him where he wants to go but he's not willing to go there. But Jesus sees that what you have to do to get where you want to go is going to be painful to you in the short term. It's going to be better for you in the long term. But Jesus is not making him feel better. He's making him better. And when we love God and we see people through Jesus' eyes, we begin to make people better. And by the way, if you just want to make people better, but you don't put Jesus in it, now you're just a jerk. So don't be a jerk. Love God so that you know how to love people. And when we love God and love people better every day, the world will be attracted to that. There's this great story in the in the book here of um, uh, Curtis's best friend growing up. It's a tremendous story. I can't tell it. I don't have time you have to pick it up and read it. but um, it's how his friend loved him through cancer. The friend had cancer. And still worshiped God, still followed God, and loved Curtis to the point that he actually brought Curtis to salvation and to God. Y'all, I think in the end, that's how this has got to work. I really think in the end, reaching the world with the good news, the simple gospel of Jesus is as simple as we must create relationship with people so that we can lead them to relationship with God. I really think it's that simple. But that means we need to learn to love God so deeply that we see them so clearly. So then, when we learn to love God and love people better every day, Jesus can start changing the world through us. That's what I want to challenge us to do. Maybe you're going to have to start with the whole loving God piece. Maybe when you hear the words, love the Lord your God, Uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, one of those is out of kilter. I'm not there. Maybe you got to start here. In fact, I would argue we all have to start with loving God better. But as we love God better, when we learn to love God completely, he will show us how to love people naturally and in a way that makes them better because that's what God wants to do for us. And that's what God wants to do for everybody around us. Can I be honest? That's the only reason that that this, this right here is the reason I do what I do. I hope it's the reason you do what you do. I hope that the reason you do whatever it is you spend all day at is so that you can love God and love people so that more and more and more people, people can find the hope, the good news, the simple gospel of Jesus. Every single day. I want to challenge you. Let's love God completely so that he can show us how to love people naturally. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, I want to ask right now that you would do a work in us. Lord, some of us are struggling with loving you completely. So Lord, show us the areas that need to be cleared out so that that can take place. God, help us to surrender every area of our life to you. Help us to serve you and love you and hear from you and speak to you and spend time with you. May your presence so permeate our spirits that the world reacts to it, not even sometimes even realizing what it is. God, make us so real that people know you're part of our lives. And then open our eyes and our hearts and our minds so that we can see the world the way you see them. Let us, Lord, love people naturally. Lord, and in doing so, help us lead them to a relationship with you. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. I praise you in advance. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every single day. If you enjoyed this, please take a second, share it with your friends. And last, we wanted to give a special thanks to all of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you all that this is possible. And if you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, go ahead and click give for more information. We appreciate anything that you can do to help. So thanks again for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.